Good morning. Thank you for listening to Embracing Life. I ran into an acquaintance of mine the other day in Boston. I hadn't seen him in years, and I ran into him in the Prudential Center. And he looked the same, except he had a full head of gray hair. And after we caught up with what we were doing and where we were living and our kids and all that stuff, um, he asked about my parents and I told them they had both died. And he said, oh, now you're an orphan. And I found that such a strange thing to say. Um, But I've heard it before and I don't like it because I'm not an orphan. I had parents. My parents didn't. To me, an orphan is... Um, someone who doesn't have parents. I had parents and um, I just, I don't like that expression. You know, losing both of your parents, no matter what age you are, is painful. And it is scary, actually. And you find that your family structure has suddenly changed. And it's just, it's a strange feeling because you feel... um, sort of just kind of out there without your parents it's like you don't have that support of your parents and I think you know people could I'm okay but I think it is a state of sort of vulnerability and loneliness and that term adult orphan I don't like it I just don't like it um and it is used to describe a situation where you've lost both of your parents and to me it's it's not a term i would use cuz i don't i don't think it's a positive one and it just sounds it sounds it sounds negative and you know it's like can an adult be an orphan like what is this a syndrome <laughs> um you know and as i learn more about grief it actually is a syndrome people have something called um adult orphan syndrome which is it creates a lot of anxiety and um you know the textbook definition of an orphan is a child who's lost both parents but this applies to adults who've lost their parents and the word has expanded broadly over time of orphan but it's used to describe anybody who's lost their biological parents and I don't like it again. I've said that three times, so I think you get where I stand on it. But there is a syndrome where it's a psychological condition that happens when your parents both die, and it sort of creates uh, abandonment issues and anxiety. And I think grief can cause anxiety. Um, There's no one-size-fits-all way to experience grief, but it can turn your world upside down and it does impact your life in very different ways. And um, I think there are common signs that happen when both of your parents are gone. And I think it's like all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, who's watching out for me? So, you know, if you're not married or you don't have children, especially, I think there's sort of a fear of being alone and fear of abandonment. Um, I'm so fortunate that I have great siblings and great kids and great friends and I have rich, um, meaningful connections in my life. But if you didn't, I think it would be frightening. Um, And people experiencing grief with double 
parental loss. Um, they talk about something called grief brain, which happens to your brain when you're overloaded with sadness and loneliness and grief. And it's like anxiety. It can affect your memory and concentration and create sleeping difficulties, migraines. And it's normal to feel overwhelmed and lonely after losing both of your parents. It really is. It's a very difficult transition. It's a very foreign feeling. Um, And, you know, experiencing the loss of one parent is, as I know, I was 36, I think, is incredibly painful no matter what age you are. But then to go through like double parental loss, it's like an entirely new feeling of grief. And, you know, you start questioning your own identity, your own mortality, what you're doing in life, your relationship with your own children. And, um, you know, it's a real impact. And, and, you know, you lose your identity as so-and-so's daughter. I was always, you know, Dr. So-and-so's daughter. And the, that connection to society, it's just like that. I, I moved away from Connecticut a long time ago, so I, I sort of lost that identity, um, but didn't when I went back to Connecticut. But, you know, it triggers, that grief triggers a lot of thinking. And it's a very human reaction to keep to yourself after experiencing such a significant loss. And I know myself personally, I've been home a lot. I used to go out like out to dinner all the time and go out with friends at least two or three times a week. And I've just been home. I love my home and I've been very quiet um, for the past, let's see, my mom died in September, October, November, you know, three and four months. I've been very quiet and enjoying my friends and family but I'm not out, I'm not like, oh, I want to go out and talk to people. And I'm very quiet. And, you know, the dust has settled. And sometimes when the dust settles, when the grief starts to sink in. And I know for me, the longer I go not being able to talk to my mother, I finally, after all these months, have gotten out of the habit of, oh, I have to go see my mother. Or, oh, because she lived around the corner from me. For six months out of the year. Oh, I have to call her. Oh, did she take her medicine? Oh, I have to call her caregiver. I've just stopped doing that. And it's been, you know, since October, say. Um, so that habit I've changed. And, but now I'm like, I want to talk to my mother. I miss her, you know. I want to just like pick up the phone and say hello. And um, that's really hard. And, you know, there's a loneliness. It's like, especially all my friends have their parents. They're still alive and they talk to me about them. They don't realize, um, they don't realize how lucky they are because they haven't had the loss yet. And I just, they just can't comprehend. You can't comprehend what it's like to not have your mother and father alive until that happens. You can't. There's empathy, there's sympathy, there's kindness, but it's not, until you experience it, you do not know what this feels like. And, um, you know, those instances of grief that sort of catch you off guard, it's difficult. Um, But it passes, and you get on with your day, and you do your thing, and, you know, it's, it's a difficult passage. 
there's no magic fix. And I think the grief of losing both parents, it's a shock to some people. I think it's a slow and overwhelming realization that your life has changed. Things have changed. The loss of a second parent means the loss of a home, you know, a place where all those things are, items, pictures, photos, whatever it is that feels like home when you walk into your parents' house. You know, it's the loss of rituals that have lasted a lifetime, a loss of habits, a loss of practices that have lasted for decades. You know, you have to change your rituals. That's what I've done. And that really helps. Like with holidays, I've changed it all around. We do new things now. And I like that because I look forward to them and I look forward to creating new habits and new rituals for my kids and it's just you know it's what you have to do to minimize the trauma and you know don't dismiss your feelings or minimize your loss by telling your I hate when people are like well it was her time to go and they're in a better place blah 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 okay whatever I'm religious and I do believe I'm a believer I have faith but you know what? I don't like all that stuff either. It doesn't it doesn't console anybody to say they're in a better place. Maybe it does. I mean, when I think of my parents being together somewhere, that gives me consolation, but like I don't know. I don't like all those things that are words that are supposed to comfort you, but they don't really. And the best thing somebody can say is I'm here for you. How can I help? Honestly, or do you want to just spend time with somebody who's experiencing a loss? You know, you don't have to come up with the right words. There are no right words. And um, I think it can actually create bad feelings if the wrong words are saying because you feel an insensitivity. And But, you know, you have to look beyond it because most people mean well and make time for your grief. And whether you lost your parents in your 20s or your 50s or your 60s, there's a lot to take in and it's a lot to adapt to. And, you know, you can stay connected to your parents and celebrate their lives. I have my parents' photos everywhere in my apartment. I listen to the music they loved. I create recipes that my mother made I talk about them you know it's it's you can keep them alive in many many ways and you have to take care of yourself you know I've given myself leeway to just be turn off my phone not talk to people um do whatever I need to do travel take a walk not go out you know, grief can manifest itself in physical and emotional ways. And you need to connect with your brain and your body and what's going on in your mind every day. And get out every day, move, exercise, do some kind of exercise every day. But the best thing you can do is practice self-compassion and kindness to yourself and just keep moving. And, you know, it's hard. No matter how hard your family and friends try to support you, it's a difficult time. But you're not an orphan. I don't like that word. So if you see me, don't call me (laughs) an orphan. Um, And, you know, there's so many people that have gone through this. I don't have personal friends that have gone through it. Um, So I really can't turn to anybody for support in this arena. But um, I know when it comes time for people to need my friends to need me help them through this passage I will be 
well seasoned to to give them um, what I think they'll need and you know reach out to people if you know they've lost somebody don't be awkward don't be weird about it it doesn't help to not you know talk about it and to not bring it up it's just it doesn't help you can talk to somebody about their loved one that's passed you can bring them up you can laugh about it or be upset about it don't don't avoid conversation normalize conversation about grief and loss because it happens to everybody nobody talks about it everybody's like so weird about it they won't if i see someone i haven't seen in a while and they know my mother died oftentimes they don't even say anything and i find it so odd because it's such a big part of my life like i lost my mother and you don't acknowledge it like that's just that to me is it doesn't help me that you don't acknowledge it it doesn't help it's not helping anybody but you because you're uncomfortable with grief and loss and that's something you have to deal with because it's going to be you it's me now but it's going to be everybody and you know you can avoid it you cannot talk about it the thought of losing your parents is too much to bear all of that is just avoidance and when it comes time to deal with it you're going to have it's going to be that much worse so if you don't talk about death dying funeral planning estate planning you're just making it worse for everybody and if you're a parent who doesn't want to address the fact that you're going to die and you don't want to help your kids out you know by telling them where your paperwork is or introducing them to your attorney it's just making it worse for them when you're gone because you're gonna die and then they're gonna be left with all this it's hard enough when somebody dies and they're organized but when somebody dies and they're not organized and they haven't left paperwork behind or an attorney in charge and all this it's a disaster and you're making it worse for your children so everybody really needs to be prepared I know this is depressing, but it's not depressing, actually. It's reality. And once you start dealing with it and addressing it and addressing death, dying, grief and loss, it it doesn't become a normal conversation. And then it's I I had not gone to a funeral. Actually, I went to one funeral. I had never gone to a wake until I was in my 20s and my grandfather died. And that was my first wake and I almost passed out. I was so distressed because I was so old before I had ever seen a dead body. And it wasn't a good thing. Um, It was horrible. And it took me, you know, a friend of mine, um, her parents always shielded her from, I'm laughing because a friend of mine, her parents always shielded her from from death and all that stuff and she was like I'm not going to do that to my children so her kids she started taking her kids to wakes um family obviously family ones at a very young age and I'll never forget her aunt died and her kids were little at the time and they were playing in front of the casket they didn't think anything of it and you know what good on her because those kids will be healthy and when somebody they were very close to 
dies and they're adults now, they're going to walk up to the casket and say a prayer and leave. And they're not going to be traumatized like I was. So, you know, talk about death, dying, grief, and loss. It's normal. It happens to everybody. And, and our society needs to do better as a, as a person who's gone through all of this. Our society really needs to do better. I don't know what it's like in other countries, but I think we get a, a solid D plus when it comes to discuss discussions about um, death and dying. And not that it's fun, but, you know, eliminate the, the ridiculous trauma about talking about it and just be normal. Normalize it. Normalize something that's normal. It's pretty basic, you know. So anyhow, um, I hope everybody has a good day and, you know, start thinking about how you want to be buried. <laughs> because if you don't think about it, somebody's going to be making that decision in the, in the worst days of their life. And then, you know, t- take care of that burden for your kids. Don't make them do it. You can make it so easy. It can be easier. It can be hard. That's a choice you make. And it's a chance you take when you don't plan properly. Um, And that's my public service announcement for the morning. I hope you have a great day. Thanks for listening to Embracing Life.